human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so delighted that you decided to join us today. Go to the blog. I tell you this every week, but go to the blog, self-improvement blog. Take a look at our guest picture. Read his bio. There's a really good uh, video on uh, the announcement of today's show. And if you look at the front page of the blog, you'll see a beautiful picture of a cherry tree there. Um, And that's an article written by today's guest called The Secret of Sublime Living. And it's just an absolutely wonderful article. If you're not feeling really good, you will after you read that. So I encourage you to do that. I wonder how many of you have been to the doctor lately. I've been in nursing since the 50s, and it's surprising how much things have changed and how much our visits to the doctor has changed. Some of you may remember when you used to go to a doctor, you undressed, you had to put on one of these gowns, you had a thorough exam, you talked about what the problem was, and you were given something of a treatment plan. Now you go in, the nurse takes your blood pressure and temperature, and either she or the doctor may ask you to describe the problem, and they probably order a bunch of tests and maybe write a prescription, and out you go, and you do all these tests, and you get a a report, and sometimes you wonder if they even heard what you had to say. You, you, You take pills, or you have surgery, and that's supposed to deal with everything. They don't hear your story. And that story may make a huge difference in the kind of care you get or the response you have. Um, So what is your story? Can you tell your story? What do you tell yourself about your health and your body and your life? Do you believe that you're much more than just your physical body and that there are other things that play in your health story than just the physical part? Today we're going to talk with Carl Greer about using shamanic and Jungian techniques for healing and for writing a new story about your own health. Carl Greer is a practicing clinical psychologist, Jungian analyst, and shamanic practitioner. He's a shaman, and that's very, very special. He received his Ph.D. from Columbia University and was on their faculty teaching finance and management. After years in business, he earned a doctorate in clinical psychology and became a Jungian analyst. The shamanic work uh, he does is drawn from a blend of North and South American indigenous training and is influenced by his Jungian analytical psychology. He teaches at the C.G. Young Institute of Chicago, is on the staff of Replogal Center for Counseling and Well-Being, and is the best-selling author of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. He holds workshops on Jungian and shamanic topics, and his latest book, which we're going to look at today, is Change the Story of Your Health. It is my absolute honor and privilege to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Carl Greer. Carl, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Irene. Looking forward to our conversation. Oh, I'm so delighted. Um, It's rare that I get to have a shaman on, and I I always love that. Um, But let's start with that first ugly question that I ask everybody that comes on my show. Uh, Tell us about yourself. Who is Carl Greer? Carl Greer is a man who's now 77 years old, who uh, has more time looking back than uh, most likely looking forward. And uh, I've come, uh, fortunately, from uh, many different uh, pathways that lead to where I am now as a, a university professor, businessman, 
uh, healer uh, using many different uh, traditions. And uh, more recently, uh, I'm kind of in a give-back phase where I'm trying to work with various philanthropies and also to write some books to get some of the things I believe uh, out to a larger larger audience. So that's how I would uh, look at myself uh, as we speak today, Irene. I'm delighted that you're working to get your work out to a larger audience because I think we really need to hear some of the things that you've learned uh, along the way that can help each of us. You know, let's start by talking a little bit about your new book, Change the Story of Your Health. What inspired you to write it and who can most benefit from reading it? Well, as you were describing what happens for people going to doctors today, I might uh, even superimpose another thought. You go through all those tests, and then you might be referred to a specialist, and then you might have uh, another <laughs> yes. specialist. And uh, it's been my experience over the years that more and more of our health care we put into the hands of uh, experts. Uh, yeah. we, uh, are, we have much uh, information around us uh, and, and the gist of my new book is that we have much more power to affect our health than we think, and we have much more chance to mobilize our self-healing capacities than we think, and I talk about ways to do that in my book. Now, if we just realized how everything we really need we already have, we'd really cut down on our doctor visits, um, but we won't. Yeah, we won't go there. Um, (laughs) I really would love to hear your story about what moved you to change from business into um, psychology, shamanism. How did you know that you could serve as a shaman? And, And tell us what a shaman is. Well... Uh, you know, they have, they have this idea and, uh, you know, people who are making life decisions, uh, you either kind of muddle through from where you are or you start fresh and say, okay, forget the past. What do I want to do going forward? I've always been more of a muddler through. And so one thing led to another. Uh, and uh, in my midlife, you know, around 40, I was thinking, uh, I'm not getting the satisfaction that I once did in my business work, and I like to pursue a lifelong interest that I had in uh, psychology and healing, and that led me to start uh, uh, taking training in clinical psychology, and then uh, I was always interested in Carl Jung and stories and took uh, 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 work there and became an analyst, and uh, I'd always had a lifelong interest in shamanism. I never felt I could pull up stakes in my life because I had family and responsibilities and, and, you know, apprentice with somebody. But I found opportunities around oh, 17, 18 years ago to, uh, to train, and I've been on the shamanic path uh, ever since. Um, you know, most shamans that I know don't necessarily refer to themselves as shamans. They just do the work and let others name them however they, uh, they want. But I've been called to uh, uh, do this kind of work. I have a healing practice and have had one. I I teach in this field. And I feel that the shamanic uh, ideas, which are basically working with energy, uh, doing healing work, uh, believing in the interconnectedness of all things and the healing power of nature, and bringing things back from the past so that they live within us in different ways. And working with the future so that we are lined up to a destiny that perhaps is more pleasing to us in spirit than the one that we're currently living. Those are some of the things that I believe that shamans do. And in my work that I write about and the practice that I do with seeing people, those are the types of things that I work uh, with people uh, doing. And and how does... Uh, Jungianism, if I can, Jungianism, work with shamanism. It seems to me that it could be a very happy kind of marriage because in some they have a lot of commonalities. But how do you combine the two in your own practice? Well, shamans believe that you know we're in the midst of uh, 
all these energies uh, seen and unseen. And uh, a lot of times we're unaware of how they are influencing us, unconscious factors. And we're part of a collective unconscious. And this collective unconscious idea of Carl Jung, where we have these archetypal energies that influence how we think, act, and feel, is very compatible with these transpersonal realms that I'm talking about that shamans deal in when they do journey work, when they use the sacred plants, when they go to the lower world or the upper world. So I think the energies in these places are similar. They may call them different names, but you work with them, or at least I do, in similar ways in both of my shamanic and my Jungian practice. Let's take a break now. We'll be right back with more, so stay tuned for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We can all use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment and register for free. Try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Carl Greer, the author of Change the Story of Your Health. We were talking about the commonalities between Jungianism and shamanism. And I'd like to ask you, Carl, because you talk about a universal interconnected grid, to explain what that is to our listeners. What is it and and what does it have to do with us and our health? Well, first, uh, I think it's uh, uh, a concept that, that I have personally experienced and believe in, and it, uh, it has to do with this notion that before the Big Bang, there was a, a place of pure energy, pure potential, that uh, had no uh, ideas in it, no form of an idea, no actualization of an idea. It was just pure potential. And somehow, in ways we don't understand, something happened in this arena of pure potential in, in our universe and our world uh, uh, was created. But I further believe that we're in the midst, Irene, of this energy of pure potential and things are being created uh, all the time. Uh, and I further believe that our thoughts and our ideas can influence this pure potential and cause things to happen that otherwise wouldn't. And that's the... Uh, uh, work that shamans do, and in some ways I'd say Jungian analysts do. So you're trying to connect with energies in this place of pure potential to actualize them, to cause things to happen in our lives that otherwise wouldn't. And in terms of our healing, if we can find as allies some of these energies that are out there to work with us 
and also to discover unconscious reasons why perhaps we're not living the health story that we would like. That's a big thing. And I talk about ways that we can do that. So interpreting what you just said, you're saying that my health story or what I believe about my own personal health is going to bring about that state. So if I'm thinking, oh, poor me, I'll never feel good again, I probably won't. Or if I'm thinking, wow, I feel so good, Um, I just keep getting better, that that's, you know, our thoughts are that powerful. It brings up all kinds of, you just brought up so many thoughts about what's going on in the universe these days and how, how powerful the negative thinking of some people are. I've heard people talking about how awful everything is. And I mean, they're awfulizers about politics, about uh, international relations, about just about everything. And I'm thinking, Wow, is this what's bringing back about all our trouble? But we want to talk about health today, unless you'd like to make a comment on that. No, but it's a similar, if we identify with what's going on in the world or with various aspects of our health, then in some ways that thing has a power over us. For example, you know, if you say, uh, I'm a diabetic and uh, there's nothing I can do, as opposed to, you know, I'm a man that has diabetes, but I also have a lot of other things going on in my life. Some of them good, some of them not. It kind of enlarges the the context of your discussion with yourself about your health. And the, what I was saying earlier about this place of pure potential, it just tells us that you know we're we're here on this earth as part of a larger picture. Uh, you know, we came from some place. We're here for some purpose. Uh, we're going to be someplace uh, afterwards, even if we believe it's no place. Uh, so we're part of a larger picture of uh, world events and family events and, and, and aging events. And I'm saying that we can make more sense of all that than we think. And part of it requires just time for self-reflection. And part of it requires looking at these unseen worlds in new ways, again, in order to get energy and information in order to make changes in the day-to-day of our health. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. It, it requires day-to-day changes, but it also requires a, an impetus uh, and energy to, to make those changes. Talk about the unseen world. When you just say the unseen world, what do you mean? Well, if, if you or me or any of our listeners have ever had a situation where they say, gee, why did I say that? Or why mm-hmm. did I do that? Uh, and you reflect on that, uh, the answer, I think, is, well, there's some part of us that did it. And, uh, well, what part was that? Well, some part that you're not every day aware of or your consciousness is not aware of. But we have many parts, I believe, uh, and we can make conscious more of them than we think by doing, working with our dreams. In Jungian work, they talk about sand tray work, uh, in shamanic work, I talk about nature paintings. Uh, in shamanic work, I talk about journeying to the lower world, which is uh, uh, peopled by energies from our past. Uh, the upper world, which has energies for our future. And in these realms, which I call unseen, we can learn about those factors that cause us to think and say and do things that after the fact we say, why did that happen? So I think it's ways to... to be more in charge of all these energies that can take us over from time to time and after which we say, gee, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, and I think we can all identify with that. You know, sometimes I'll say something and I'll say, well, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, where did that come from? In the book you say, healing may involve integrating into your life what was lost or forgotten and what your soul longs for. How do you find the lost or forgotten? And what, you know, I know some people who don't even believe we have a soul. You know, what do, do you ever work with them? How do you tell somebody who doesn't believe they have a soul how, how you know, how to find what it longs for? Well, if you do a uh, uh, lower world journey, that's often called a soul retrieval. Uh, and uh, in my book, I have a variation of that 
looking basically for health, but in my first book, I talk about uh, it in a broader context. Uh, we may get a glimpse of some part of us that uh, once was uh, expressed and somehow got squelched uh, and needs to be brought back, or some part of us that never really had a chance to express itself. And these practices of journeying allow us to discover those parts. Now, whether or not you would say in a Christian or spiritual sense, it's a soul, uh, that, that gets into definitions. But uh, can you recognize it as some part of you that you wish was back yeah. or at one time was lost? Yes, you can. And, and I believe, having worked in these realms for many years now, that anybody can learn to do the kinds of practices I'm talking about in my book. But it does take practice. And you have to be gentle with yourself. And, and all of a sudden, you get that aha moment. See, what in the world, why, where did I get that message from? But when you get that moment, then you have to reflect, all right, now that I have it, what am I going to do with it? And how does that affect my everyday life? And in this case, you know, how does that affect my health? What am I going to do different knowing that I know what I just discovered? And that's the challenge. Do you think we all, do you think we can get the information we need to do the healing we can do for ourselves. How, how, do you, um, let, how do you get quiet enough to hear? You know, I, I, I love your, uh, your sun greeting. Your, I call it a meditation on the sun, where, where you ask the sun, what, what do you have to teach me? How do I know the answer that I'm getting is true? Am I making that up? Where's that coming from? You know, uh, and you have a number of these that you ask different parts of nature or, you know, you get information from different places. What do I need to know about my health? How do I know the answer is real? Well, when, when you first do that, everybody has that question. They think, gee, am I just making that up? But the interesting thing, Irene, is so what? You, know, it, 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 <laughs> yeah. you, you chose some, some part of you had a response that uh, uh, the test is it's either useful, the response, or not. And the more you uh, do this in practice, you'll see, yeah, I'm giving voice to something from somewhere. Maybe it's outside of me. Maybe it's inside of me unconscious. But it's something that my ego consciousness is not familiar with. And now my ego consciousness has to decide, is it useful? And when people are willing to think just like I said, then they will start to find, hey, a lot of this stuff is useful. I don't know where it came from, but boy, I'm going to have to think about that and maybe do something different in my everyday life than I have been. That's where the rubber meets the road. And I've seen this over the years enough times where people have started to do things differently. And the proof is in the pudding. Shamanism is experiential. It's not the, it's kind of the... uh, uh, idea of the percept, what you perceive and what you experience, if it it either works or it doesn't for you, as opposed to a conceptual set of ideas that, you know, uh, a lot of ideas. Uh, Healing in shamanism often takes place before understanding of of why it happens. And so if you do these practices, a lot of times things just shift in ways that you're not even uh, aware of, but you're still, uh, I think, uh, have to bring the changes into your everyday life or you'll go right back energetically to where you were before you did the work. Exactly. You know, sometimes we don't like the answer. You know, you said something about being a diabetic, but, you know, so if I'm a diabetic and I'm getting the message I need to change the way I eat, like maybe you shouldn't eat all that ice cream or those cookies have to go, I really should pay attention to that. Something in me already knows better. I I know how I should eat. But that's, I guess, a a good reminder from somewhere in me to to do what I know I already need to do. Yeah, you may, and that's just kind of an example, you may say, gee, as I do these dialogues, I'm finding out that maybe I don't want to get my diabetes that much better because I'm getting some payoff by... By being sick, I, I get people that oh. I don't have to do certain things I otherwise would, or I have people paying attention to me, or I'm just stubborn, and uh, I see my diabetes as an adversary, and, and I'm going to beat it, or I'm going to challenge it all the time. Uh, and you can learn a whole lot about yourself in these conversations, if you're willing to have them, 
as to some things that you never would have dreamed to have anything to do with anything. But when you get into them, it's just like any story. There's subchapters, and there's villains, and there's heroes, and there's heroines, and there's settings, and it takes place over time. And you start to see your health story as part of a, a larger picture of your life, where have you been, where you're going, your relationships, your job, your relationship to a higher power, uh, you know, your moods. All these things you start to say, hey, this has something to do with this and that has something to do with that. And in order for me to change, I have to be more aware of all these interconnections than I was aware of. And I'm talking about ways to get a sense of what those interconnections are through the practices I talk about. And and I know it sounds difficult, but once you get into it, it really flows, but let's talk about how to change the story. Now, if, if I have been well, pretty good most of my life, you know, fairly healthy, but not robust, you know, and I have that in my mind that I'll never really feel wonderful, I'm okay, but not wonderful. How can I rewrite my story so I can believe that I can be robust? Is that what you mean by changing my story? Inside me, I have to believe that I can be different? Yes, yes, yes. And I think the starting point is to be scrupulously honest about what your story is. And I have some journaling exercises that help you to home in on what your story. For example... You know, what's the story of your uh, eating and drinking? What's the story of your exercise? What's the story of your uh, getting older and aging? What's the story of how you deal with chronic conditions and acute conditions? And I have guiding, you know, questions to ask about that. I have further questions about your beliefs. You know, uh, uh, what do you believe ab- ab- about your health? And it's amazing some of the, the beliefs that get on earth. And when somebody's done all that and you say, okay, I'm being honest with myself, this is my story. You know, I, I, uh, I don't have the energy that I used to. I'm not as flexible. Uh, I'm worried about getting older. Uh, I've got uh, fibromyalgia, and uh, I'm uh, just uh, finding it difficult to change my diet. All right, that's what is. Now you might say, all right, what would you like it to be? And then you'd be honest, all right, here's what I'd like it to be. And then you can ask yourself, well, why isn't it the way you would like it to be? And why aren't you changing? And then people have a lot of conscious reasons why not. And then I introduce these practices that allow us to get at some of these unconscious reasons why you're not changing. And then when you have some data about that, then you have a better chance to to change. And I talk about how rather than just using words, you can start to imagine uh, your new health story uh, uh, through movement or through art or through so you're, you're, uh, you're through drama, so you're, you're using different uh, uh, parts of your brain to start to imagine something different. And then once you've imagined yourself, because the brain is powerful, as you suggested earlier, just in how our beliefs can affect things, once you start to imagine and believe a new self story, uh, then you can do these practices to help give energy to bring it into being. Uh, so it's constantly revisiting what is, is this working or not working, what would you like it to be, why isn't it changing the way I would like it to be, here's some practices to help you get insights into that, including working in nature like you mentioned earlier, which is a very powerful medicine just uh, in and of itself. So it's doing these types of things, Irene, that I think can bring about a new health story. Well, it's interesting to me, and I'm even a little older than you are, so, you know, uh, one of the things that I find a challenge is not believing that things are going to deteriorate just because I'm getting older, and, and to me, that's been one of the greatest challenges of aging. I, I don't intend to play the old game. Um, but what do you tell people when they begin to age and start saying, oh, pretty soon I'll have to go to a nursing home kind of? I mean, I know people who do that. Now, I'm going to have to go to a nursing home pretty soon. We don't have well, to, know, do we? No, it, it's, a, it's a fact question. And uh, uh, there's a lot of evidence that people, uh, of, you get a group of people of uh, uh, kind of alike in, in 
statistical ways, and you ask them to talk about their thoughts about aging. Those who have negative thoughts, like you're saying, yeah, I'm going to get older, I'm not going to be able to walk so much, I'm going to have somebody take care of me. Uh, those people, compared to those who are optimistic, uh, do in fact have more health problems, and they don't live as long. And uh, uh, the other interesting fact is that a lot of people in their 50s, when you ask about, you know, how many of you think that you're going to lose some cognitive ability by the time you're 70, and how many think you're going to lose this, that, and the other, people tend to over be overly pessimistic as to about what actually is going to happen compared to what is. And, in fact, many older people in their 70s say they're as happy as they've ever been. Or happier. You know, what, so one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was to get a dog, and I thought that was crazy, but I got a dog. Yep. And I have to walk whether I want to or not. Yes, right. And I'm outside in nature, and my feet hit the ground, the grass underneath my feet, not right. just concrete. I think, right. you know, I think people in cities have some trouble because there's no place to go to get on grass. I agree 100%. That's why I talk about bringing nature into your home. I mean, have some uh, some things that, you know, have the sound of running water, have some plants, uh, have some uh, rocks. Uh, uh, I think all that, uh, if you live in a city, is uh, is helpful. But more than that, most cities have parks. Most cities have places you can be outside. Uh, and on vacations, to just be in nature, there's, there's so much evidence that uh, being around evergreens... Uh, creates uh, you know, a chemical reaction in your body that uh, boosts your immune system as being around running, wa- running water and uh, just being in the presence of, of, uh, of, a, of a campfire uh, or uh, just looking at a, a body of water, the blue-green, or just lying on the earth. I mean, those are definitely healing uh, things. And, and you say, well, but how does that work? Well, uh, one of the things I talk about in my book, ask ask whatever you're doing, how is it working? Why do you need it? What, what message does it have for you? And you'll be amazed if you allow yourself to be open, back to your question, can you be still enough to do it? Uh, you learn to be still by practicing being still. Exactly. You know, I've been really blessed because I moved out of the city into a small town. I didn't think I could survive in a small town, um, and it's absolutely wonderful. There are places to go that you can really be alone. There are places you can go take your shoes off, put your feet down on the earth. Nobody really cares. Um, it's just, It's just so nice to be in a place that you can really be in nature and, and still have some of the niceties that we have. You say using energy medicine in conjunction with modalities such as Western medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, acupuncture, psychotherapy, chiropractic, you know, leads to better health and wellness. Where do we find a place that we can get uh, um, a variety of modalities? Are there places around, you know, where, where could we find a shaman um, where could we find uh, a, you know, somebody who combines uh, Ayurvedic and Chinese and Western and you know, whatever? Do you, is there a place even on the Internet we can find something like this? Well, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, are critical of some of these approaches. They say, well, but you, you know, West... You're you're bad mouthing Western medicine. I'm not doing that at all because I think Western medicine in many is life saving. But I'm saying oh, everything you too, that but... I'm talking about can be very complementary to it, uh, and particularly these things that help us mobilize our own self healing capacities, our own immune systems, and. Uh, not every place uh, around the country has Ayurvedic medicine or traditional Chinese medicine or, uh, or variations on, on acupuncture. Or, uh, but there are increasing numbers of places that talk about integrative medicine. You know, in, in, in Arizona, in Tucson area, Andrew Weil uh, has a, uh, uh, yes. a, a center, and he does, uh, you know, super good work here in Chicago. You know, we have integrative medicine uh, that uh, sees increasing numbers of people. Uh, and so it's spreading. You know, as doctors, 
Western doctors get trained in integrative medicine, uh, they too are interested in the power of nutrition. You know, what you eat is, is important. The supplements that you have, exercise, the uh, mindfulness, yoga, uh, uh, qigong, tai chi, all of these things are starting to, I think, uh, uh, be available to more and more people. How to find them, you know, your question, uh, there, I think uh, you just have to check wherever you live. Is there yeah. any place like this that uh, is there? Uh, and the Internet is a place to to search. And then, uh, like all things, there's good, better, best. And some uh, uh, people uh, are, are better uh, in these practices than others. And you have to try it out and be uh, uh, open to uh, needing to find somebody else that fits better with you. But in spite of all this search, I, I'm saying we have more power than we think to take charge of our own healing, and uh, I'm just suggesting some practices to do that. And then once we've done that and we start to mobilize some of these energies, then I, I really believe in this interconnected universe, a lot of times we'll find uh, the people and the, and the resources that we, we need to because we've opened ourselves up to that possibility. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Carl Greer, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Carl Greer. He's the author of Change the Story of Your Health. He's a Jungian psychologist as well as a shaman. And we've been having a wonderful conversation about how to rewrite the story of your health. Carl, if people want to find you, how do they go about doing that? I have a uh, website, uh, irenecarlgreer.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook and uh, uh, Twitter, and uh, my books are available uh, in some independent bookstores, but in uh, on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble. And, and you I can find all these links in a, yeah. a newsletter that people uh, can sign up for on my uh, website. 
And all the links are on the self-improvement blog. If you forget, you can go there and they're all there in print for you because I think it's important that you are aware of some of the work that Carl's doing. We ended the last segment on a little bit of talk about integrative medicine, but more importantly on your own ability to heal yourself, the power that you have to go about healing uh, without a lot of intervention. In your book, you talk a lot about expanded awareness. You have many, many exercises to help you expand awareness. Talk a little bit about the importance of this expanded awareness. Why do you um, why do you emphasize it so much? I think once you have uh, done the uh, ordinary awareness practices, which would be things like uh, journey journaling and and uh, and trying to make sense of your health story just through your conscious mind, uh, it's necessary to then try to become aware of all the other factors that are influencing your health story, and that's where I talk about what I call expanded awareness practices, which help us uh, engage and work with uh, the transpersonal realms, the unconscious realms, the realms that connect us all as humans that we may not be aware of. And to do that, I talk about journeying, shamanic journeying, working with our dreams, doing some ceremonies and rituals to honor these, these unseen energies by working out in nature. And uh, all those practices, Irene, I call expanded awareness because they're getting us outside of our ordinary awareness into the unconscious realms. So you're saying that each of us can do a journey. Yes. Each of us can have a conversation, a dialogue with uh, something we find on a journey or some aspect of nature. For example, you may uh, take a journey to the lower world and uh, want to get some insight as to uh, why uh, you have, uh, is there something in your past that's causing you to have certain health issues today? And you may encounter some energy or some figure uh, in that lower world that you can have a conversation with uh, to ask it some questions. You know, why did you come up? What do you have to do with my health story today? And what can you tell me? Uh, You may ask it, what do I need to get rid of? Uh, in my health story today in order to feel better? What do I need to gain? And it's amazing the types of information one can get by asking those kinds of questions to figures we encounter on a journey or a dream figure. Uh, So they're all rich with possibilities to help us heal. The, The idea of journeying is really foreign to a lot of people. How do you know when you're really on a journey, how do you how do you begin the journey? How do you know that this is um, real? It it uh, is and it isn't real. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, again it's 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 important work, but it's 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 possible I think for all of us. But one has to uh, uh, recognize that uh, it, it's important. So. I talk about uh, setting the stage for a journey where you're calling in, uh, however you think about it, energies to help you. Uh, I call in the energies of each direction. And from my traditions, I have certain uh, energies I associate with them. Different traditions have other, you know, you call in your allies, your, your, your saints, your yeah. healing energies. And you, you call in the energy of the, uh, of the earth. And even if you're uh, not real religious, if you believe there is a higher power, a guiding power, you call in that energy. And then you do some breathing exercises, which I describe, and then you work on your energy field, which I feel we all have to kind of clear it. Then you do the work. And, and then, as I said uh, earlier, uh, whether, uh, to, to tell if it's real or not, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get a kind of your, your sniff test. You'll kind of say, am I just making this up out of my, my ego consciousness or, or something other coming in? And uh, even if you're making something else, what, making something up, what you're making up does have information and meaning to you once you learn to kind of understand that. So you're developing, Irene, a kind of a self-reflective capacity, which is the type of capacity people develop when they do shamanic work over time or analytic work when they're in analysis. Hopefully they'll become more self-reflective and then be able 
to make better choices in their day-to-day than they would had they not developed that capacity. And these journeys and the practices I talk about are all designed to help us to have the ability to make better day-to-day choices because we have more information than we did before we did the work. Exactly. I think it's just so important that people realize there's so much more to us than just this physical body. I love the way you talk about the body and the energy feels like a, a, a nesting doll. It, it, go, go through the nesting doll concept just briefly. Well, you know, we all have a, uh, a physical aspect to us. You know, we, we have cardiovascular systems and muscular and this, that. We also have a psychological uh, aspect to us, you know, where we have moods and depressions and anxieties and fears. And then we have a kind of, if you believe in uh, 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 souls and the fact that uh, we might have uh, had past lives and then reincarnation, um, then you think that, you know, we're here for some purpose and, you know, we have a, we're working something out. And then you may say, hey, we're just a uh, an aspect of the pure energy, which I talked about earlier, of this place before creation, of creation, for some reason, uh, hopefully at some point to be better understood, but maybe not immediately. You know, we're here for some purpose. We're pure energy. Uh, we came from some place as energy. We're going to come back to it as, as energy. Uh, and all those uh, realms are coexisting simultaneously, inf- influencing each other. Our physical effects are psychological and vice versa. Our soul's journey, if we're not really on a destiny path that we like, we can get sick. Uh, Pure energy, you know, we can be influenced by pure energy, Irene, just uh, by being in in, uh, negative electromagnetic fields um, just because of telephone or or power lines. Or we can uh, be in in, in fields of... uh, toxic uh, chemicals, so and that can affect our energy bodies and our physical and our psychological bodies. So we learn to see how these things are interacting with each other at all times and what we can do to make changes so that all these systems get affected positively. And, and you know, I think of, a lot of us are very sensitive to energy and, and really aren't aware of that. <clears throat> Sometimes I forget. Last week I went to a, a store that was just crowded it was labor day it was this week it was labor day the place was packed the lines were huge long by the time i got out of there like 15 minutes later i was so exhausted and i'm saying what in on earth in fact i had to go out and get in the car and then what is the matter with me and then i realized i was being impacted by all the energy in that place it was just absolutely chaotic uh, absolutely, and that's a good, a good knowing. And, and what does one do recognizing that? Well, there's ways to, you know, kind of protect your energy field, but there's also ways to get restored after you've been in that situation. And also maybe you learn uh, not, not, to, not to be there so much. Not and, to be uh, there. You know, people, people are affected by sunspots. People are affected by, uh, you know, the, 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 the phases of the moon. Uh, in, in subtle and not so subtle ways, and, and we are part of this larger energy. Uh, if you've ever been in the presence of people who are really kind of very negative and toxic, they can affect you. It just oh, yes. people who are really optimistic and buoyant can affect you in a different way. So the, the message there is to be careful who you associate with, and and I think that's really very serious. You know, be careful who your friends are. Um, yep. So, you know, what would you say is the most important concept in your book? I'd say uh, that uh, we have, uh, we can learn from our symptoms by having a conversation with them. We can learn from our inner healer. We all have an inner healer. We can learn to have a new relationship from it. You can think about it as a, a personification or some way of thinking about our immune systems. But we can work with our immune systems as if it's a, a person uh, in ways to learn from it and also maybe to help it do its job. Uh, and, and that would all say we have more ability to do self-healing than we think. And if we try to do some of these things and see these changes, they start to cascade. You know, a lot of changes are incremental, but you do a few little changes here, a few more there. All of a sudden, you've made 
changes that really you know are positive for you and it causes you to want to keep doing them in terms of what you eat, in terms of what you think, in terms of how you exercise, in terms of how you rest, in terms of how you spend your, your time. Absolutely. We're, we're really such magnificent beings and we're so unaware of some of the power that we have. We're right up now to the end of the show. So, yeah, and you already covered some of this, but what's the thought you'd like to leave with our visitors today, with our listeners? Well, this just occurred to me, and it's, 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 there's a part of, of when we see ourselves as bigger than, uh, uh, than, 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 than we think, uh, we, we start to want to help others. And uh, just as we're learning by the things we've talked about in this last hour and how to help ourselves better, if, if people would spend a little bit of time thinking, how can I help others in their journey, in their pain, in their suffering, it's amazing how healing that energy of wanting to help others and, in fact, doing so could be for us. Uh, and we don't do it for that purpose so that we're going to get something back, but just to, to develop a, a desire to be of service, I think, is a wonderful uh, practice in and of itself that has many health benefits. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the book that we've been talking about today is Change the Story of Your Health Using Shamanic and Jungian Techniques for Healing. It's a very, very good book. Uh, he gives you tools to work with. You know, a book that just talks about your health and doesn't give you tools to change anything, it's just a book. This is a user's manual, I guess I'd like to say, Carl, uh, to help you know how to help yourself. And I really encourage you to get his book, Change the Story of Your Health, by Carl Greer. Carl, thank you so, so much for being with us today. You've been really quite wonderful. Thank you, Irene, for having me. I've, I've enjoyed talking to you. I'm delighted. If we have a chance, we'll get you back here. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Carl Greer, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.